I'm uh, freezing in our house right now. Is cold there or no? Yeah, like outside it's okay. Um, it's not too cold, but for some reason it's 71 or 72 in our house and I can't stop shivering. I am mm. frozen to the bone. So I threw one of my sweaters on. Well, that's kind of cold. Turn your f***ing AC off. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what <laughs> we keep it at. What do you keep it at? Uh, my office is 77 right now and I'm wearing a sweater. <laughs> But I, I also have an overpowered AC. Like my my AC is big enough to to do the whole garage, but oh. I have just a small portion of the garage as my office, mm-hmm. so it is overpowering. So I, I keep it a little higher because I'm getting like the direct air from the AC. So yeah, that makes but sense. yeah, the house is like 75. We keep the house like 75. Maybe that's what we'll keep ours at because it is freezing, dude. Yeah, it's a uh, three degrees is a lot of money. It is. Yeah, it gets, oh, God, it gets so cold in here. Okay, I'm feeling good now. Let's start. I don't really know <laughs> how to start this, though. It's kind of like a somber film, right? Dude, so it's, it's like it's. It reminded me of a chick flick, but for dudes. You know? Like, okay, chick kinda. flicks are, you know, uh, romantic or sobby or, you know, whatever. And it has to do with, you know, a guy and a girl going on a date or. You know, I don't know what chick flick movies deal with. Yeah, this one's but, just about like like daddy hate and yeah, and death, right? I love it. Right? It's so <laughs> it's, I it's guess so it's, it's it's dark. It's kind of got that like uh, Batman and Robin kind yeah. of like dark esquire kind of like feel. You know, dark esque. <laughs> yeah, dude. It it it's uh like it's exactly it's so relatable. You know. We all have daddy issues, you know? I, okay, yeah, because I think everybody has daddy issues, right? Every 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 guy has some kind of daddy issues, at least, right? Yeah, exactly. We all have issues. not And, like, we don't necessarily get over them before, you know? But it's... Right. It's nice to see it in a film being portrayed you know yeah, and we're being addressed we're gonna dive into that but first of all we want to welcome you guys back to uncovered cinema welcome we're here yay i'm brian yes welcome back <laughs> i'm will and uh today we're gonna be talking about kodachrome if you haven't seen it you can go ahead and check it out on netflix it actually came out in 2017 but we it's it's a great movie though yeah i it it flew under the radar forever i uh i just ran across it i think like three weeks ago and uh i was just looking for a film that i wanted to watch so i was in a certain kind of mood and uh i picked that one i, I watched the like the preview and i was like okay sure it, yeah it's it turned out to be like a winner though right yeah <laughs> yeah so uh i'm glad to see that you didn't blow away in the storm um yeah. you're still here <laughs> but you're you're up more north in florida but what have you been up to mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, nothing really. Well, I mean, a lot, actually. I, uh, started going back to school for computer science. Nice. Um, so I've been doing that, which has been very difficult the complete opposite of everything I've ever done before, which has been more physical stuff, you know, the military, film industry, things like that, yeah, less, yeah. less mental things. So, uh, now that I'm learning how to code and I'm learning computer science and such, cause it, it's, it's difficult. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I def- no I, I think we're gonna save so much money when you could do our own website for us that's we I, don't dude, have to pay anybody anymore <laughs> there's so many things that i wanted to do for the channel and for uh just like personal um projects that involved hiring someone that knew how to code and all this stuff that just didn't make any sense anymore so i was like you know what screw it let's just learn it ourselves right yeah dude i don't i don't even know how to like if I get logged out of Facebook, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I might as well just create a new account. I have no <laughs> idea how to do any of the tech stuff. And it's weird mm-hmm. because like all my family growing up thinks that I'm like the tech person because I was the younger one, but I don't know right? any of it. Like it's terrifies me even that like in my, in my thirties now, it's like my kids know how to bypass like, like encryption. Like they're like little, like, <laughs> You little know, geniuses, <laughs> yeah, little spies and shit. Like they know how to like go through and and get past all the the firewalls and stuff I put up. I don't mm-hmm. even know what they're called. I don't know what they, what uh, how they are doing it even. But like it's 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 uh it's a miracle that I'm I'm still living in this age. <laughs> Dude, I, my whole family thought I was the tech person just because I worked as a uh like customer service customer service rep at Apple. 
I'm like, oh yeah, you must you must know everything yeah. about tech. My iPhone is doing this weird, bizarre one percent of iPhone stuff. Does do you know how to <laughs> solve it? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know how to sell you a new one. <laughs> yeah, I can tell yeah, you that. exactly. I, I I can get your insurance all kinds of correct, but I mean. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Call Apple support, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we are uh, back at it again, so we're going to be uh, start coming to you regularly on the mm-hmm. uh, on the weeks. Uh, on yes, the weekly. sir. We, uh, I know we've been talking about it forever, but we do have a live stream coming, and uh, mm-hmm. we do have more videos and stuff coming, so you can check us out at Uncovered Cinema on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all the, the shameless plugs that I would do that would make me sound yep. like a, a f- <laughs> floppy. All the shameless plugs. <laughs> All right, so coming up on the news industry, we have some surprising yet I'm not surprised, but I'm a little bit concerned news. Uh, James Gunn is going to be the next Kevin Faye. However, he's going to do it for DC Studios. Who's Kevin Faye? Uh, Kevin Faye is the one who's in control of Disney Studios at the moment, who's in control of, uh, if you believe the rumors and you believe... uh, you know, some YouTubers, uh, he's in control of what's called the scrapbook method, which is where they'll, uh, they'll film a whole bunch of different scenes of their episodes of shows. And Uh then they'll put in the final product, whatever just flows, right? There is no script that's really made beforehand with a set way the episode is supposed to go. So anything can happen. A character can die in one version of the episode or a character can live in another version of an episode. So it, it brings no consistency and no, um, like it seems like it would prevent leaks and stuff. Yeah. It, 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 that's what it's made to do, but it, all it gives us is like the stuff that we've been getting from Disney plus lately, you know? So you're telling me that the multi-billion dollar corporations make their content the same way I do my YouTubes unscripted and just, (laughs) just do as many takes as I like and just put whatever works together. So it's just slammed and jammed into different awkward cuts of, of some kind of mess that make up my persona. (laughs) That's, that's if you believe the, you know, the theory out there, which is, you know, take it for, take it as a grain of salt. It could be factual. It could be a load of shit. So, (laughs) so DC decided that they wanted to copy this sloppy well, f- method and they're adopting a person to do that? Well, DC decided they wanted to adopt the method of one person being in control of their entire like their entire studio so they can have a more consistent flow between TV shows and movies and side projects and stuff like that. So that's why they hired James Gunn. I was just pointing out a way that uh, Kevin Faye is messing up his position or <laughs> supposedly messing it up. Yeah. I it's, I, it's a multi-billion dollar corporation. So I think, uh, they have that's the money a subjective to term messing it up, but <laughs> I, <laughs> right? I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's a little yeah. bit of a sloppy method though. And I am, I'm, I'm a little shocked that DC wants to copy that where you, and, and I anticipate now that we're probably going to get this long stretched out map of all these different oh, yeah. shows and how they're all connected together. Like how people oh, yeah. scream and cheer when they, when Marvel releases how they're going to take money out of our pockets for the next 10 years, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we get all excited about how everything's going to be connected, but okay. Yeah. yeah. But I mean the, the big problem with uh, taking such a shotgun approach like this is you start losing cons- like not consistency, but quality, you know, it it's the whole quantity over quality uh talk and i mean look at the cgi of um of the past five years it's just gone downhill um especially compared to cgi from 10 years ago i don't know i think it was better back then um you think like it was if better you lo- back then huh yeah i think uh avatar mandalorian i mean i Man- got one of the awesome the most okay. cool sound stages that i yeah. i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it's used right, it's wonderful, like in The Mandalorian. However, look how it was used in, um, not Andor, but uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
it made oh, okay. the ships well. that were shooting at them look so fake because they used that soundstage incorrectly because they had inexperienced yeah. guys on. But yeah, that's what now, happens now when you they've make... perfected it. I think it's flawless. But yeah, you're right. You do see it, it, smaller budgets. It's a little bit more. Well, it's the same stage. That's the problem. It's the same stage, same budget. It's a different person shooting it, a different experience behind okay. the camera. It, but and James Gunn, I think, would be an ideal person to. Well, he's to the person in charge. All that and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Overseeing all that. I mean, didn't do. Uh, Yes, the Guardians of I the agree. Galaxy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's yeah, pretty good for with with CGI and, and yeah, 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 yeah. And, and of course, we're talking with the Mandalorian. We're talking about these amazing sound stages that are basically LED light screens, like you would see behind yeah. a concert. Um, they're but they're a hundred and eighty degree, or like right, two hundred and seventy degrees. Somehow interface with the cameras so that yeah. you get this kind of parallaxing shot with the camera moves Technology. around the character. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it, even like when we talked about, uh, if you go back and listen to uh, or, or, or talk about Lion King, mm-hmm. the way they made that was absolutely amazing with the same technology too. But yeah, I think it's going the opposite way. CGI is like, if you look at like Lion King, my God, it looked real. I was trying to, See, but it comes to the money and it comes to the style. Yeah. I, I think of well, cause you can do cheap CGI as well. But I mean, I could do some pretty amazing stuff on my computer as well, even with, with well, well, the, not knowing any technology. Yeah, and it's not coming down to the level of technology or the skill of the individual animators either. I'm talking about those individual animators being overtasked and right. um, drawn out to where they can't... They It's basically their first pass of an acceptable piece is being pushed out instead of right. maybe their hundredth pass where they've had more time to take more detail and make it look good. You know, they're making it look acceptable enough. But if, if it comes to a point where right. movies from back in the day where the animators had more time to focus on the little minute details, you can... a movie from a decade ago shouldn't even come close to the CGI ability of a movie from today. Any movie of today. I a hundred percent agree with you. I think the, the issue that this is stemming from though, is that we're, we're constantly growing and, and the, Mm -hmm. the amount of social media we consume and the, and there's so many different streams and different things out there. You know, you go back uh, I don't know, yeah, 40, 50 true. years, there was only three networks. <laughs> it was ABC, NBC, and... Uh, CBS. There you go, CBS, yeah. And <laughs> now there's just so many that I can't even count them on. I, and, yeah. and I I can't afford... I, if you're like me, I'm once if I want to watch a show, I subscribe to it, and then I unsubscribe to it because there's just so much out there that's, that is piquing Dude. my interest. And there's so much, it's things are coming out so fast. The demand for the people in the production industry is just like, throw it out there, throw it out there. It's, it's crap, but whatever, just, you know, get, get just moving. Get we, need, <laughs> we need to get this done and move on to the next thing because they're going to watch it and then they're going to be done with it. And they want, they want, everyone wants the newest, hottest thing. But yeah, even well, that was the draw of the streaming industry in the beginning was the fact that all these channels on the uh, cable networks were costing so much money, right? If you wanted all these different channels, all these different packages, you were paying upwards of $150, $200 each month, right? right? So people would go to streaming where they can get Netflix or Hulu, and that was it really, and they were at $10 a month, right? And you have access to all these different movies and it's on demand. But now, if you want to watch a season or a TV show, you're going to get some seasons on one show, one channel, and then maybe you'll have to go buy a whole nother subscription to get the newest seasons. <laughs> you so know, annoying. it's 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 yeah. it's ridiculous to have all the individual subscriptions. You could be paying a hundred dollars now. It's just like yeah, it was yeah. back then. And 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 even like I another really good show uh, on the side if you want to watch Netflix as well as. Uh, the movies we love or making of the movies we love. And oh, it's, it's, I've it just goes, it's, it's insane to think of like how they have these stories of these, like, you know, the biggest celebrities in the world, the the best actors at the time, and even the directors, the, the, the top directors in the world. And they're still fighting for their money, like just to make <laughs> the damn movie. Right. Like they're, yeah. they're not, the studio's, are constantly cutting, cutting, even with the biggest names in the world. So imagine how it is if you're somebody just breaking into the industry and you want to make, you're making a TV show that's going to get sold to some, you know, 
streaming company that we haven't even heard of that plus something yeah. that hasn't come out yet. And and it's like, you know, yeah, the budget is so tight and so constrained and you have to work so hard and so many hours. And it's really just cutting your teeth at the expense of uh, being able to share your creativity with the world. Because the, reg- most... I'd say 99% of the people in, in the production industry don't make a decent living. I think they should be paid more. No. Oh, absolutely. They definitely should be paid more. And uh, the hours that they work is outrageous. But, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just that's just something you have to agree with right now. Hopefully in the future, uh, it, that'll change. But that's only going to change when demand is less. And do you really want demand to be less? I mean, eh. at the expense of better quality, maybe. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at the expense of better quality, I can a hundred percent agree with but you. But no, I, I mean, I don't want less. I, I am in the habit now of, uh, like most most Amer- most Americans probably, uh, watching you know a movie at nighttime or a, a good mm-hmm. show at nighttime and falling asleep to it. And, uh, and what about all the shows that play when I'm sleeping? I still want those to be playing, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I still want them to play And but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. That's, that is, uh, an issue that we, we are facing. Uh, but today we're not talking about that. We're talking nah. about Kodachrome, yes. <laughs> which was actually a good movie and quality, quality made. Yes. Kodachrome is nice, dude. And the fact that it was shot on film that you can tell. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. It's so like one thing that's really uh it made me very aware watching this film is in 20 years we're going to be able to watch this film and it's going to be just as beautiful in 20 years as it is today. Uh even if we're watching it on a 16K or 32K TV, right? You know, that's some crazy film. Yeah. Yeah. It's still going to look beautiful, but these other films that are shot on digital at 8k once we get too far past that that's going to be hard to uh upgrade them you know what i mean yeah yeah to up process them let's be realistic too guys we're our eyes only see like 2.7k so yeah if we're going 8k 12k it's it's a little doesn't mean unless you're blowing it up on like a 40 foot screen you know yeah (laughs) most most people don't need it I don't need doesn't, my phone to film an 8K, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it doesn't mean that somebody's not going to try to make money off it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, no, this this film, you could tell that it was shot on film. It was absolutely crisp and clear and just beautiful. It's a luxury these days that you could see that you can actually notice those type of things. You don't need to be experience to know anything about film to know when something's made on 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 film like it kind of stands out yeah uh kodachrome okay uh netflix you can check it out on netflix this was filmed back in 2017 uh it's got a great lineup on there we have uh jason sudeikis uh, Mm -hmm. which is actually the first time i've seen him not do a funny role Right, he's in horrible bosses, this kind of movies. So he's, he's always kind of a goofy character playing around. I've never yeah. seen him do like a full serious role, but uh, nailed it on this one. Good actor, Ed Harris, yeah. amazing actor. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, she's the one. Speaking of Marvel, DC, uh, <laughs> she's the one that plays uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah. The uh, and what's the name? WandaVision. Uh, she's, WandaVision. She's, yeah, yeah. She's a star of WandaVision, mm-hmm. and. I, the name popped out at me and the face, uh, I, I didn't realize that she's a sister to the Olsen twins yes, from Full House, yes, right? She's, so, the, she's their older sister? I'm not sure I which think? one, but I, I, I'm, I'm just proud of myself that I recognized that. <laughs> I, I was like, she looks like an Olsen, like one of the Olsen twins. And, and yeah. so I had to go do some digging and, and found out that she's related to them, which is kind of cool. And I also find it's a little weird that they refer to the Olsen twins as... Uh, fashion designers on imdb right it's it's a yeah it's a website exclusively for uh cast and crew production uh type of stuff and they list them as not not being actors but instead uh, that's what they do now yeah because they yeah they they given up acting they retired uh years ago years ago right but they they're known for their acting they are that's what allowed them to move on to to their great fashion stuff i I don't even know what fashion things they do it doesn't matter 
not film. Yeah, I, I'm whatever. sure they're they're well off from doing it. Yes, they're um, very I'm successful. I'm not a fashion sure. kind of person, but yeah. So uh, great so, cast, and I think that's kind of what made the movie. But uh, let's yeah. go ahead and and kind of like break down the synopsis yeah, before we jump so, into it. Yeah, so the synopsis is Matt, a struggling executive, finds his world turned upside down when his estranged father's nurse shows up unexpected in his office. Matt's father, a famed bad boy photojournalist, is a facing terminal can oh, is facing terminal cancer, and his dying wish is for Matt to join him on a road trip from New York to Kansas to process his last rolls of Kodachrome film before the sole remaining lab closes and those captured moments are gone forever <laughs> very beautifully put and <laughs> i think there's there's so much symbolism here even in just saying that because of the fact that you know uh, film is going out of style in yeah. itself it's not used it's it's not commonly seen just the fact that we can see when it is used and yeah. and, 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 it, and it echoes the same with photography you, you don't see film cameras anywhere you see digital cameras and i'm going to mm-hmm. say i share a lot of my same opinions as this character that that's played by Ed Harris um, in, in his uh, ability to, you know, want to retain those, those, you know, yeah. what, matter of fact, right here, Ooh, <laughs> I have the same cam- camera that was used in the film, his, his film camera. And, uh, well, don't have you, you know, ever seen, you like, can't <laughs> Polaroids, right? Why? Yeah. Where, when did Polaroids go out of style? Like everyone's so quick to just take a. It's a Polaroid camera, and I, this, this is hard to find it. Find it on eBay, but yeah, having a, back in they're they're coming back though. They're making a comeback. Polaroids. They should be. I don't know what what why everything went out. It's so fun to be able to like and, and just take a picture and it print out, and you have like a physical tangible item to hold in your hand. Yeah, and I it's they were the only cool. one that exists. That just makes it so much more special, right? I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think Polaroids are absolutely amazing. My grandpa had one uh, when I was a kid, and I just remember him taking pictures everywhere. And we had these little square pictures with a little white underneath right. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Right now, I'm really into – you know, I'm a cinematographer and photographer, so I'm really into – like alternate forms of media right now. So just yeah. like the 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 film aspect, the the Polaroid. I love the fact that it's just one and done, and mm-hmm. and um, that also brings up like like the idea of like this stuff doesn't really exist anymore. So like where do you where does one even get film developed anymore? Right. So like I had to right. learn how to develop my own film, and, and that's exactly what's going on in this movie is that they stopped. Uh, developing a special kind of film, the the Kodachrome, the the color color uh, version of the of the film, mm-hmm. and uh, like they're trying to make it there to the last the last few days before they stop developing the special kind of film, and then yeah. throw on top of the fact that he has like cancer and is dying. So we already know that he's going to die because that's that's kind of laid out from the nurse in the very yeah. beginning. So I think that there's an expectation that we know that this character is going to die. But what you don't expect is the father son bonding that happens over the, over the course of the film. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's something like, as soon as you see this film and you start off, you're like, okay, they're introducing an attractive nurse with the father. Okay. Whatever. We know the love triangle thing here already, but the amount of bonding that happens and the way it happens is so yeah. unexpected to me personally. Right. Like, cause it's not the typical, Oh, we go do one thing together, two things together. Oh, we're best friends, all forgiven, all forgotten, blah, blah, blah. But there's actual like growth and it's, it's hard to get there for the two characters. And I, yeah. I really it's appreciated that. Yeah. It's a brick wall the whole time. Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's, it's, it's constant fighting and bickering and bringing up the past. Yep. And I, that's one thing that I noticed that all the characters are going through all three of them on this, uh, the story takes place over a road trip. So they're driving yeah. to get from one point to the other and all of them are kind of dealing with issues of past. They're all holding on to either a divorce or, you know, mm-hmm. a, a ugly marriage or the childhood or the fact that the father, you know, 
maybe although it does it's not really apparent which is also another important like dynamic to the film but the father is dealing with the fact that he was not a good father to his yeah. son but it's not an outward kind of appearance it's more reserved because you know like as an as an old-fashioned man he has mm-hmm. to like hold on to his 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 pride and dignity in 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 uh, in his emotions keep in emotions yeah and keep moving forward but uh, he is, is obviously dealing with these with these issues of the way he raised his children mm-hmm. and uh as shown to the fact that you know he's trying to rekindle this relationship before he dies yeah yeah it's it's very important for him to uh just be able to push off some sort of love onto his kids or his kid, his kids, like he has multiple, um, but it, it was very important for him. And you can see the struggle that he has knowing that his life is ending, but also knowing that he has to show emotion and to give reason and rhyme to, you know, their entire life in a very short amount of time. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. I, I noticed you said kids there. Uh, yeah. may, perhaps it's a little Freudian slip because I think we we simulate ourselves into that <laughs> that position of the of the son um, because like yeah. I said every 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 everybody has family problems and stuff growing up so I think it's something mm-hmm. that we can probably better to re- relate to the the tension that happens within uh, the the family that you can you can it's it's almost palpable but I think it's 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 yeah. led to the fact that Ed Harris is such an amazing actor like <sighs> God, I, I, dude. I, I'll be honest. You 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 watched this movie and you told me it's such a great movie and, and I got to watch it. And I wasn't really into it the first hour. And then mm-hmm. one because it it was just it was very surface level and it was also maybe an issue I didn't really want to dive into the the <laughs> my childhood and growing up and everything. But uh, then when you see like Ed Harris like gives his monologue and kind of like starts to cry, breaks down. And, the first time you see this mm-hmm. hardened old school father, you know, show his emotions. And, and then I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm hooked yeah. because like <laughs> it felt so real. Like it felt like he wasn't even acting. Like it was just his real, like it was yeah. just a real thing, like in a real sense of emotion. It was raw, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, he reminds me of my grandpa being so, you know, uh, proud and strong and, fierce man and seeing him break down and cry when he was talking it's just like ooh, ow yeah, i can yeah. see i like <laughs> ow okay okay yeah <laughs> it's it's uh definitely not something that we're used to our generation seeing our parents do no not <laughs> not at all no <laughs> yeah one of the cool things that i i felt there was like some uh dichotomy to is like the the driving they're as they're driving to the car every he the father has this kind of like obsession with everything be analog and and mm-hmm. he hates the digital mindset which i think is kind of weird for an old school photographer to do because you think they would embrace the fact that you know it makes his job easier because he was a badass photographer he filmed the president yeah. and everything in in his character did but yeah uh, yeah he drives this old red car with the top down and it kind of felt like we're setting up for this like road trip that was uh, a very synchronous with like a uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas, you know, like mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. driving to get into this adventure, but it's almost like the same car that they were the red car. That's convertible style. It felt very similar to that kind of moment to me. Yeah. As a nod, nod to another movie, I guess, but that's, that's what I felt like it was setting up for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, I, I really uh, enjoyed the driving and the little moments that we saw during the trip of, uh, for him, for instance, of him taking pictures of the little girl on in oh, yeah. the uh, RV, right? Strangely was, beautiful. I, yeah, dude. I thought it was absolutely beautiful being able to find a picture that is not set up, is just a moment in time. Right. And then it's gone. There was something profoundly impactful about that, you know? What about the fact that it's a man taking this picture that he's not going to live long enough to see developed. Like yep. it's almost like it's almost he a wasn't waste going... of his energy, but it's not at the same time because it's like, he's, he's savoring and enjoying this one moment in time. Like he knows mm-hmm. that it's not going to be there. It's, it's, it's glimmering just like his life is. Yeah. And so it's just like a moment to stop and just, and it, 
there's something different when you look through the lens of a camera because it takes your whole world from everything down to this. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden, th- this small window is your perspective. And it, and it can be as beautiful yeah. as you want to make it or as dark as you want to make it, which I think is a very symbolic of our lives. Like we, we pick and see the things that that we want and that becomes our narrative, right? Yeah. I mean, just like you're pointing out, every photo that that man took on this trip, he knew he was never going to be able to develop. He, he had no intentions on developing them, but he still took the photos and he still did his best. It, it, it He shows you through this film what it's like to dedicate your life to your uh, art yeah you know? yeah but it, yeah, he also that's... he shows you the benefits the being able to take the wonderful photos the dining with the president but he also shows you the negatives with you know the absolutely destroyed relationship with his son uh, the unfortunate events that happened between him and his wife that really were just unfortunate timings you know right yeah he's he's a product of I, he can't control the environment. He's he's just nope. reacting to it, and not everything is in his control. And I think as a son, we don't necessarily recognize that. We think you know the parents control and have focus of everything. So it's kind right. of a twist in perspective as you get older and realize that they're just they're just doing like us and just trying to survive, right? They're just making it mm-hmm. day at a time. So I I respect the fact that he. This character had like did something. He loved something so much that he made like a career out of it. Mm-hmm. And like even he died changing the film on his camera. Like, yeah. And he'd been re- <clears throat> retired yeah. for years. And it's like mm-hmm. you're still doing it, right? Like, so it's mm-hmm. like, I, man, I wish I had something. Like, I wish I loved something so much that I would do it on my deathbed, right? Like, he I, lived I don't as know. he died. <laughs> yeah. Still, I mean, he died as he lived. I'm still, I'm died. still trying to find like. <laughs> you know what I want to do with my life. And it's, it's amazing that this guy did it from start to finish and even died doing it. You know, dude, I, I wonder what it would li- be like to have a one soul thing, you know, right? Like this <laughs> just, is my career. This is my hobby. On this thing. is my everything. I would love it. I would love the idea of like, just, I was passionate enough about something to do it until I die. Right. And it's just, uh, I, I, think I, I just can't get into anything like that. You know, like yeah. <laughs> I, I, I play games or whatever. And like a couple days into the game, I'm just like, I, I need a break from the goddamn game. <laughs> yeah. This guy, no, nothing. He did, he would <laughs> no. do it over and over. And he's it, like, break, never heard of her. <laughs> yeah. Because it's apparent. Yeah. But he retired and he's still doing the thing that that's, that he lived for, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Which I, I, it's admirable. It really is. It really is admirable. Yeah, no, I, I think we spend half of our lives trying to find that thing that we want to do and then the other half Dude, doing the thing that we do. That, it. And I sure hope I find my thing that I want to do. I'm so this, passionate about this reminds me of uh, a story my sister told me about yesterday. So um, my two sisters live in Ohio and they work at uh, the uh, theme park over there. Right. Doing theme park e things. Right. So yeah. <laughs> um, my youngest <laughs> sister borrowed okay let me just say sister b borrowed sister a's car and as sister b's do she wrecked it because you know really she well she popped the tire so um sister a goes to go pick her up right and um she drives into some apartment complex and she's trying to figure out how to fix this broken tire of hers and she's never changed a tire before in her life because you know uh anytime she needed done one of us boys would do it for her. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> she said, uh, as she was trying to figure out what tools came in her car, um, there's this lady sipping some whiskey on her, uh, on her rocker on the front of her porch. Oh, and no. she <laughs> yelled to the dudes uh, next to them to go help the lady. And both the guys come out talking about uh, how they've been tow truck drivers for 40 years. This is what they do, how long they've had their trusty jack for yeah and what situations and they had her tire changed in like a minute and a half <laughs> what that's crazy yeah it was just it was it okay, was very so wholesome that, i feel like that also speaks to like the need which is the, the the perspective i have on life which is just like 
it's okay to learn everything, right? I'm so curious yeah. about the world. I just want to learn everything. And I feel like those situations that would come in handy if there, if there wasn't, you know, uh, I agree. Burly tow truck driver to do, to help me. And I like, you know, I, I enjoy learning about those kind of things and help they feel, make me feel more independent and confident. So absolutely. You, it's never a wasted day. If you learn something new, never. Right. Yeah. So is you what always... do you think about this style of this? Like the, obviously we like script writing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the style uh, I, you liked it, just the fact yeah, that it was filmed yeah, yeah, on yeah. film. I really like the style, but more importantly, I was very impressed with the lighting setup. Like this film's lighting was on point. I there I was noticed not, that too. I'm gonna there was it. not a single scene that didn't have good lighting, and that was all due to the gaffer. Yeah. Um, his name. I, I. It was so good. I had to look at the damn gaffer's name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ramesh. Uh, oh, I am going to butcher your last name, so I am very sorry, Just sir. Just say it fast. Uh, Ramesh. Yogendron. <laughs> Yogendron. I'm going to go with that. That's, Yogendron. That's my guess. Yes. Yogendron. Ramesh, Ramesh, you did a Yogendron. great job. He did, Narc? Uh, he did Narc and Saw 3, and you could, yeah. you could tell. It it had that grittiness of the lighting, but also was able to bring out the seriousness of the different scenes. Right. With, yeah. uh, with the way that he used um, the shadows and the offset lighting and uh, yeah. silhouettes. And it was just, oh, dude. <laughs> I, I will say, you know, working on like the sets as a DP, I am usually doing most of that stuff myself because it's smaller productions, but there's mm-hmm. golden moments where you get like all the lighting perfect and the camera shot just right. And you go yeah. back and you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's the one. That's the one, <laughs> yep. baby. That's going mm-hmm. in the real. And there was a lot of those moments. I noticed that myself that there was like, damn, this is good. Like, like I, I think there's just so much accomplished when you have like good lighting Mm-hmm. Like you can make a, a 65 year old man look 30 if you have a right? good, a good light on him, you know? And, yeah. uh, it, but most importantly is you got to capture the mood because lighting tells so much of the story and, mm-hmm. and, uh, it definitely did that. Okay. Which speaking of telling the story, uh, I feel like the music was a little cheesy. It was a little, yeah. but he's. also, I feel like you wouldn't want to change anything else because he is like a, music executive trying to sign new bands and stuff so it would make sense that the the music that you hear is like that kind of like specialized in yeah Yeah. it it was like not a hundred like it didn't sound like it was like super professional music but it fit the character and and the story but it was also there was moments where i was just like it kind of pulled me out of the story and i was like oh this music is so cheesy it's just not like it's this. It's like a cheesy rock band with a guy wearing nipple clamps, right? It just it's just laughable for a moment because it builds you out of the story. But I, I don't think I would have changed it though. No, no. I, I I think I think what they had to work with the music, um, some it of the fit writing, the story. It fit the story really well. There's nothing. I don't know if there's anything I would really change about this. Like. Yeah, the love interest was a little bit uh, cliche and obvious, but of course, there's a love interest yeah, with the nurse. I mean, yeah, I just, I just don't know how they could have changed that to make it more interesting. You know, I think, I think that it was necessary because it, yeah. it developed these characters a little bit more and told about their, you know, their past and all of how it showed that all of them are holding on to their mm-hmm. their past, and there was like this yeah. n- this need for of like a, a cathartic release towards the end where he just looks at the pictures and like, they just move on and let go. Right. Like that's, yep. that's a lot of his answers about if his father really cared about him as a baby and uh, growing up were answered when they were able to look at those photos at the end. And um, with her being there, I think it was really impactful for him and help him move on and then move on together so well, and, and, and he kind of like uh, did some. I feel like he, uh, being a father that didn't wasn't really involved in his son's life because he was focused on his career as a photographer, and and this was kind of like his last act to help his son like move forward and like in like yeah that that set like he it's almost like he set up his son with the nurse and uh very nonchalant way that allowed <laughs> yeah. both of them to like 
move on and and like I feel like that was like one of his last acts before he passed mm-hmm. away, right? Yeah, so we I know mean, we know the character is going to die because that's that's the beginning. You know, he starts with yeah, they make it very obvious from moment Uno. But but we don't we don't expect because we're seeing this show this movie from the perspective of the son. It's very you know uh, my dad's a piece of shit. This you know piece of yeah. piece of. Uh, and, and he's it's the really like prop, cause of all my problems and blah 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 this right. and blah 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 that. But then when they go to the the film studio to develop the film, mm-hmm. all he's surrounded by all his peers, and then we find out he's kind of a you know he's a badass. He's yeah. you know, he filmed like war stuff. He filmed presidents and and like everyone. He's highly respected. It is it's this shock because we see our we're we frame the narrative through this perspective of the son who hates his dad. And is mm-hmm. just doing this trip to, you know, get what he needs out of it, which is uh, a meeting with, with one of the bands that he, you know, had association with. That, yeah, they're trying to sign or whatever. Yeah, and and then we everything kind of flips because we see mm-hmm. all of this guy's peers and he's so respected and everyone, like, looks up to him and they're like, just want to take a picture with him or talk to him and hear his stories. And that's all they, like, they're just there because they want to hear his stories. And the dad yeah. and the son had all this time with them and didn't give, you know, care about it at all. Didn't and, ask and, about a single one of the stories. Yeah. Well, he even turned them down. Like, you know, your stories yeah. are just, you know, stories. Like, Heard them like all. You've, you're an old timer. Like, just, mm-hmm. you know, move on with it, right? We move on. And and uh, it was, it was the, the, conveniently that's that's when the father dies too um when he's changing yeah. the film in the hotel and and there was this like really beautiful tribute when he died with all the yeah. all the photographers oh. like he's run, so they're pushing him out on the stroller and they're and they're pushing him into like the ambulance right and mm-hmm. all the photographers stand in a line like you would see like you know like a police yeah. funeral or something holding their... yeah but what like did this? you notice like... what they were doing how they were doing it yeah, it was like a bridge of uh, uh, cameras going across. Right, but where were the lenses pointed? Where? In the sky. They're they're respectful. Oh. <laughs> they're respectful of their peer. Like that. that they're not gonna fo- not gonna uh, photograph him because if you photograph him, that makes you a sleazy paparazzi, right? So yep. they're 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 paying respect to him by not taking pictures of him, but they're holding the lenses up in the air and clicking the camera and it's causing the flashes to go off. Really beautiful scene, like really beautiful yeah. tribute. And, uh, and I just thought that was such a cool detail because like, n- you know, all of them would, would probably like in their, in their professional lives kill to get like the, you know, the hero shot or the best shot they could sell and stuff. But this yeah. was not that they t- deliberately chose to turn away from that. Uh, no, to pay this tribute is to something him. else altogether. Really beautiful. I thought that was kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah, it was uh, a really nice end to a great man's life. Maybe yeah. not the best father, but a great man. <laughs> and one of the uh, things that I noticed that kind of caught my eye is like right before he passes, like so we obviously get to see him, you know, die and stuff. And uh, he says, uh, "Did you do you hear that?" And then he dies, right? So, and then, yeah. which I thought was kind of weird because he's a photographer. He's solely focused on the image, not the auditory. You know, he's not yeah. really into the sound. I wonder what he heard. Well, so that I had to go back and figure that one out. So, what did he say? Like in the beginning, when he's talking to his son, uh, what did he say that if he could die in that moment? that would be the moment he would live in forever. And that kind of changed the son's perspective because the son thought he hated him, right? But it was yeah. listening to music with his son when he was little. Oh. Right? That's what he heard. <laughs> ah, the music from he was listening to That was the son. moment he said, I could live in forever. And so Aww. when he died, he heard that moment. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's really I like that a lot. That's a, that's a really <laughs> nice ending to that movie. Like I I will admit by the end of that movie I was crying like a white girl. I was I was bawling. There was there was uh, I was like I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's just Okay. <laughs> I would say be prepared because most movies have one moment where it catches your heartstrings, right? And I yeah. think we're going to be seeing that coming up probably next week when you see, uh, what is it? The, uh, Wakanda forever come out you know, there's going to be a really yeah. nice, sad tribute to, uh, 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 uh the character um, that passed away. Chad, Chad Boisman. Yeah. And, uh, 
this one has multiple because <laughs> there's so many things going on. There's, yeah. there's, we're trying to mend the father son relationship. We're trying to get over all the past that we have. He's trying mm-hmm. to deal with the fact that he's dying and, and yeah. then we have the yeah. fact that he's like a badass and he's re- respectable, respectable type of person that's yeah. honored by his peers. And there's this, and then we find out like the end, the photos that he goes through all the trouble to get to look, you know, developed or of his family. So those were the mm-hmm. things that were most important to him, even though it didn't seem like it throughout yeah. his performance or his life, you know? Yeah. His son thought it was going to be some more photos of, you know, his work basically he didn't realize the most important photos of uh, that meant to him was of his family. Right. But one one thing that, um, each one of those moments have been done in other films before, and they haven't really been heart tug string moments but somehow this film is able to make even these like serious moments like that much better, you know, right. They hit that much harder and that's just wonderful in a film like this, you know, they're One, all very good actors though. I think like, yeah, dude, Elizabeth oh my Olsen, goodness, very good. Man. Like, you, and I didn't think Jason Sudeikis was like, I thought he was more comedic more those kind of roles where he's fit for like a funny guy but this one he just killed it like he uh, you break I, I started, into like the serious roles and it's like wow dude i started it. noticing him in uh ted lasso on apple plus tv oh yeah apple tv plus or whatever it's called um he plays Everything the main character from ted lasso after. yeah and um he's he's phenomenal in this uh tv show it's i think it's one or two seasons long where he's the uh, captain or the coach of a uh, football team in the UK. And um, he's an American, so he's not really well-respected. And it's uh, he makes a joke of things a lot. He takes things really lightly. But there's so many good serious moments in that um, TV show that really show how good of an actor he can he can be funny and then he can jump straight to being serious and yeah i i think that's just a that's a home run for an actor that's a hard thing to do because you it's you, you usually build your career as being the comedian or the serious guy yeah and to be able to mix those two and flip them on a dime so that you're laughing one second and then all of a sudden you realize you're caught up in a serious scene i think that uh ex, you know says a lot about Maybe he, maybe Jason Sudeikis is actually a much, much better actor than we are giving credit to. Like, maybe he he could be one of the best actors that we we don't even realize that the power that he has, right? I I was going to say, he reminds me of uh, the guy who plays Thor. Uh, Being able to go from like serious to uh, funny pretty quickly. And then I realized that, no, he's not like him. He's better <laughs> in the fact right. that he, he's able to go from really serious to comedic fairly quickly. And this other guy, he's, he's really, I can't remember his name. Chris um, Ev- Hemsworth. Well, like Hem- okay. Evans is uh, Captain America. Yeah. And Chris Hemsworth. And Chris Hemsworth, don't get me wrong. He can be very serious and he's very, very funny. Um, but it seems like and I don't know if this is from writing lately or if this is more of his preference lately. It's real. it's kind of hard to tell in today's cinema, but he's been going a lot more harder on the comedic side rather than even touching his serious side, which has been very disappointing personally for me. Well, I, I think you also fall into this thing where you kind of get typecast as a, as an actor, right? Like, so the, yeah, like, one of the true. more popular stories that I'm familiar with is like, um, Matthew McConaughey was in a lot of, he, he played the love boy in, mm-hmm. you know, the, the heartthrob and all these kind of cheesy sitcom kind of movies. Right. And so yeah. he was tired of being typecast and wanted to do the serious kind of roles. And, and I think he turned down like a $15 million role to play a movie Jeez. because he was done playing the pretty boy. Right. And yeah, so, and then sense. after that he didn't get any work for like, two years. So he just kind of went low radar, which is a common thing. I think you see in like, you know, Hollywood industry, if something goes wrong, people just kind of lay, lay low for a few years and then they reinvent themselves. Like, like yeah. we're going to see, um, 
the the gal from Pitch Perfect, you know, she lost all that weight, and so now we we're gonna have to give her some time before we see her come back out in any any roles because uh, it, it's gonna take some time for the audience to you know readjust and recalibrate to the new ver- better version of her, you know. Yeah, and, that, and that was what he did, and so he came out with uh, the Lincoln Lawyer after that was super serious mm-hmm. role, won a whole bunch of uh, awards. Yeah, and it, it works. I mean, it you need to disappear for long enough for people to forget about you, and then you can come right back in and <laughs> knock it Reinvent away. Reinvent yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> just it's it's only going to be a matter of time before we see uh, Amy Schumer. I think is her name. I could be wrong. That sounds familiar, uh, but I don't know. Anyways, uh, it's only going to be a matter of time before we see her again. She does a uh, perfect in a lead role of uh, some movie. You know, it's right. only a matter of time, and then people are going to forget all about the fact that she was overweight at one point. It's the same thing with. Um, the and she's guy a little f- typecast as well, though, too, because it's like yeah. she is the funny fat Australian girl. You know, her mm-hmm. character's named Fat Amy for crying out loud, right? So yep. uh, Ripa Wilson, that's who, that's what we're down. Ripa Wilson. Okay, yeah. yeah. I needed the I time totally to, to Google it. I was totally wrong. I, as soon as it left my mouth, I was like, ah, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> totally not right. Did we do this film justice? <laughs> I feel like it's a good it's a good movie. I it think was it's a good movie. I I. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like we did it justice. It came out in 2017, for goodness sakes. So, I mean. Yeah, it's it's good. I think you should watch it. No, you, definitely. You, everyone's, like we're saying, you're consuming media. Everyone's hungry for media. So why not yeah. enjoy some quality media? Uh, Code of Chrome and on Netflix. And then yeah. uh, you can also check out a little bit of the films that make us or the films that mm-hmm. made us, the films that we love. I don't really know. Uh, it's a great show. It's it's uh, shows behind the scenes of kind of what we're trying to, the image we're trying to paint here. Yeah. And like like we said uh, throughout this whole episode, that uh, Kodachrome was made with love. You could tell it was made with love. It was made by people who truly cared about the subject they were writing about and wanted to represent well on film and i think they did a wonderful job it's definitely worth checking out especially if you have netflix there you it's it's if you have netflix there's no nothing holding you back it's just a couple hours and uh it's it's pretty fun i loved it did Um, you get through your daddy issues by watching it (laughs) get through my daddy issues i haven't talked to my dad since then are you kidding me God, no, I look at him and get angry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love my dad. He's great. He's such a great guy. No, um, no, he, uh, it's, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, All right. But no, if uh, another film you guys check out, Young Keanu Reeves, Lake House, Netflix as well. It's a, um, I enjoyed it. It was surprising to me. Um, it's a rom-com between him and Sandra Bullock. So if you're into that kind of thing from like, the early 90s, early aughts, late 90s, early aughts. Check it out. What's a young Keanu Reeves? Is Keanu Reeves, but when he's younger? It's Keanu Reeves, but when he... So, if you look at Keanu Reeves, right? And Does you look at the vampire age? version of him, because <laughs> he doesn't age, right? Yeah. You just... He's there. He has a little less wrinkles, maybe, okay. because they, they, <laughs> do, they do aging technology in the movies nowadays. You know, they got to make him look older otherwise it's gonna be weird right <laughs> <laughs> okay keanu reeves and sandra bullock that doesn't seem like a is it a good combo yeah actually i was surprised a type personalities i feel like we're it's it works well. so well in this film they make it work so well and i will not spoil anything you just have to watch it Right. It's, That's what we do is is we spoil one film and then we tell you to watch another one so that yep. you can spoil it yourself. Uh, uh-huh. Lake House that's on Netflix. Young Keanu Reeves. Lake House. Young Keanu Reeves. I mean, uh, not much younger. He looks exactly the same, just younger. younger. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I recently rewatched uh, Constantine because mm-hmm. they're they're remaking, not remaking, they're making a sequel to that one. Yeah. So it's gonna be all, the, but it's gonna be old Keanu Reeves if we're if we're yeah. calling him that way, if we're designating him that way, it's young Keanu, <laughs> modern and old Keanu. Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's there's supposed to be a second one coming out, but that is actually a really good movie. Dude, I never, so I've never seen it before, but I I I watched it the first time um, when I was in Bahrain, and I just 
I, I made it a staple. I had to watch it every tour. It's good. <laughs> it's a yeah, good-ass yeah, movie, dude. I, I mean, you you throw in paranormal and demons and stuff, I'm totally in on it. But oh, yeah. yeah. Constantine? Whoa. Yeah. Constantine, I can't wait to see the, the remake of this one. Come, or the, oh. not remake, the sequel, sequel coming out of it. Sequel, yeah. yeah. We look forward yeah. to seeing that one soon. It, it's it's going to be exciting. A lot better, hopefully, than some of the sequels we've been getting lately. But that's all I'll say about that because I do not need to say anything yeah, else. Yeah, it get a film camera, right? Like <laughs> I know it's a little bit of a pain in the ass cuz you got to learn how to like develop it and stuff, but that's kind of fun yeah. too, right? And I I'm teaching my kids how to like go through and develop the film together and yeah. I just I can't believe how much fun it is with doing a film camera and Dude, and you can, they're just you, it's a brick of metal, like they don't make them like that anymore. No, you can get a film camera used on eBay for 75 bucks and it'll come with a lens and all you have to do is just go buy film. And then at that point, you can make it a thing with your kids. They, you can take classes on how to... Amazon uh, proper, kit to develop it. That's what I do. Yep, Amazon kit to develop it. Take classes on how to develop it. You know, like it's it's wonderful, man. There's so many different things that you can do and these will last forever. It's not like... Uh, it's not like you can accidentally delete one of the photos that you took. It's once right. you clip, once you press that button, that photo is there until you throw that, you know, that let, original away. Let me tell you how I didn't realize how impactful it was, but yeah, in search of like just taking alternate forms of media. So I took this camera and started taking pictures and I have developed the negatives of these films uh, of that I have. And I haven't, put them on like projected them on anything to make an actual picture, but I have the negatives and I Mm -hmm. just realized now how special and important they are to me because I have taken pictures of people that are no longer here that have passed away Mm -hmm. since. And I'm just realizing like, of course I have pictures of them on my phone that I've taken before, but this is tangible. This is real. It's like something I can hold. And I'm just realizing how special these negatives are to me because these people don't are not around anymore, right? Yeah, that's, dude, that's I, so cool. I feel the same way. I was looking for photos of my grandma because after I uh, after my grandma passed away when I was eighteen, I joined the military. Well, I joined the military at seventeen, but um, like I really, really went hardcore into. It. I went on tour after tour after tour and took no photos, no digital photos or anything like that. And now that I'm looking for photos of her. Uh, I'm realizing the only ones I have are the physical ones that she had developed or that <laughs> we took and got somewhere, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's it. I don't have any of the digital photos I took. Those memory cards are long gone, you know, like they data gets corrupted. I had a hard drive. I can't even get access to it anymore. I plug it in and nothing. Gone, so yeah. all those photos are gone. And it's just I just have access to the actual film photos which just proves how important they are even though it's technically a media that has evolved it's not a media that should be forgotten ever right or or stop yeah don't don't stop doing it i don't think it's no. I, I don't think it's necessarily even evolved because you pointed out a big a big uh flaw with digital is that they're pixelated so yeah with with these you know film cameras or even film uh uh, cinema, you could blow it up as big as you want and you'll never have any distortion issues yeah. with uh, pixelation because it's not a pixelated image. So anyways, on that note, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to uh, Uncovered Cinema and I think we'll be joining you back again next week. Uh, yeah. Make sure to follow us. Thank at you, thank you, thank you. Uncovered Cinema on all the handles and uh, stop by and uh, give, us a, uh, give us a like and uh, let us know what you might want us to hear or talk about. Yeah. We missed your faces. We missed talking to you. So please, 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 if there's anything that you want to hear us talk about, anything that you want to tell us, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. 2023 is coming right around the corner. So new year, new you, big things coming up. New you, new year, baby. (laughs) We have Halloween around the corner. Even though I'm wearing my Christmas. Planet fitness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, Planet Fitness. Oh, you grunt too loud.
you have to stop your workout now. You grunted too loud. Mm, I, I thought don't that like was a it. joke. There's literally an alarm there that goes off if you yeah. if you grunt. It's it's a it's or you a real thing. Too loud. Yeah, it's a real it's thing. Two people were boxing. Like they're just doing boxing. Nothing crazy. Just just hitting the boxing thing. That was too loud. I, at right. what point? At what point is it's too much? Like, come on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I like to work out in complete silence. So if yeah, you could let not me put my fucking headphones in and leave me alone, yeah. okay? <laughs> You're in a gym with 200 people, so it's gonna be yeah, like, dude, it's gonna just be noisy. like, like it, it, you could wear your Air, your AirPods, and then how about you just not talk to people unless you need help? <laughs> also, good luck Simple. finding any weights over 50 pounds. They don't they don't make them there. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, it's you not gotta actually, built for you. You gotta actually okay? lift the people that are trying to lose weight <laughs> so that you can actually get some 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 weight oh god you want to throw your back out though <laughs> all right we love you we'll see you guys next Just week kidding, we uncovered love you guys. cinema <laughs>